y'all. Hey, welcome to another episode of Say It To Me Nice. I am your host, Bridgetta Giles. I am a sexuality educator, sexuality counselor, lover of the word fuck in all forms. And I am here for, yes, season four. Y'all, every time we switch to a new season, I get more and more excited and more and more in awe of this wonderful community that we are building Um, And it's because of you that I have so many opportunities coming. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I want to give you all an update on what's been going on with me. If you have been rocking with Say It To Me Nice for a little while, last season, I introduced um, what was happening in my life and that I would be going on this sex positive celibacy slash abstinence journey. And I promised you all that I would give you all updates and just kind of talk about my experiences and my shifts and changes in this journey and that's what I want to do real quick. I am still holding strong with this celibacy journey and I will say it has gotten easier. It is not easy but it has gotten easier. Okay let me say this. I desire sex. Like I know this. I I want to have the sex. I want to fill the feels. I want to make people feel the feels. I want to I want to do all of that. But what I am finding is that I have a better handle on what it is I really want, which is the intimacy. I have crazy body hunger or touch hunger. Like I want to touch someone. I want to be close to someone. I want to be cuddled up, snuggled up all up under some woman's son's nuts at this point. So yeah, that's that's where I am. But for me, this is a milestone because before I would be like, oh, I want to fuck. Oh, I want to have sex. Oh, my pussy is doing what my pussy is going to do right now in this moment. When in actuality, it was that, but it was really the closeness that I was craving. So for me, that's, that's a big milestone into my sexual mindfulness journey that I'm doing as well, just to kind of pay attention to not only what my body does, but also what it is I really want and determining how I can figure out like which of the two things do I want? Do I want to have sex? Do I want intimacy or do I want both? So I don't know if y'all, hopefully y'all remember that when I started this journey, that's why. I, I wanted to present myself as my whole authentic self, take sex off of the table to, um, for me, because that's what people see when they see me. They see, oh, you know all the things about all the sex, so we're going to have sex, and that is my aim for you because I'm so forward-facing with my sexuality and Uh, my love of sex. And so this journey is really teaching me that I can be, I don't have to present that. I, I just, I am that. That's, that's a, that's a subtle little, subtle little brag right there. I am sex. I am magic. I am beauty. I am art. I am all these beautiful things. And if I can determine what part of me you get to experience first, that in and of itself is enough for you to determine whether or not you want me more or you want me less. Either way, I, I have some power in that. So that's where I am with that. Um, I'm learning so much about myself and how I pursue or how I want to be pursued. I'm learning so much about dating. 
I, I have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friends who we get into daily conversations about dating, about sex, about intimacy, about men and women and non-binary folk and just have an opportunity to just kind of share war wounds, share war stories. Um, and on the other side of that, for the ones who are married or in relationships, have fiancés or whatever the case may be, just hearing the their success stories and hearing that, yo, this is possible, just keep with it. So that's a little update on that. What is new with the actual podcast? Well, I'm so, so, so very proud to announce that I have signed on with the co-working space, Cohab, in my city, um, and they have a podcast studio. So I'm hopefully it will be within this season, probably not, but you will start seeing episodes of Say It To Me Nice because they have a podcast studio full-fledged with engineers, with all of the equipment, with video capability, all of the things that I have really, really, really wanted to incorporate into Say It To Me Nice. So I'm very excited. So please, please, please be on the lookout. We will have a Patreon. We will also have a YouTube channel. Um, the YouTube channel will have episodes like these that's, you know, free for everyone to see. Our Patreon, we're going to be having more risque conversations with video. I'm so excited about the raunchy fuck shit that I'm about to give y'all on video. So yeah, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about one of my favorite conversations, and I am really shocked that I have not had the opportunity to have this conversation with y'all before, but there is no time like the present. We are talking about intimacy. Take a moment, a few seconds. What do you think of when you hear the word intimacy? And I posed this question on my Instagram, at Say It To Me Nice Podcast, as well as my Twitter, at Say It To Me Nice Podcast. That was a little shameless plug for y'all. If you don't already follow me, go run right now to do that. Um, but I, I, I did a poll question asking everyone, when you think of the word intimacy, what comes into your mind? And I got answers like sex, um, closeness, togetherness, fucking, like, making love and y'all know how much I hate that phrase making love but making love like things like that but it was a a a whole lot of people that commented sex fucking making love things of that nature and yes that is a type of intimacy but it's not the only type of intimacy so I want to go over a really amazing definition of of intimacy um, Ayala Van Zandt posed the definition of intimacy and said it that it's really in the full word intimacy. Into me, see, or into me, you see. The real definition of intimacy kind of aligns with that. It is showing up as your true, authentic self, completely vulnerable, completely naked, and allowing people or a person to experience that. Being 100%, I want to say that again, being 100% vulnerable, being naked, showing yourself as you are, standing in your truth, and allowing someone access to experience that. So if you keep that concept or that understanding of intimacy in your mind, it starts to evolve 
or grow your understanding of, of how you experience intimacy with other people. Because this entire podcast is for what? The pleasure of black women. If you think about intimacy and its wholeness, it starts to reshape your intimate experiences into pleasurable intimate experiences. For me, when I have a partner, I strive to create experiences. I know y'all have heard me say that quite a bit, but I strive to create intimate experiences. I want to be on your mind, not just because my pussy is, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but in all honesty, I want this to be an experience that I want you to leave here remembering like the impact that I made on your life in these moments. I think a level of that can be seen or can be experienced in even the most casual of sexual experiences. Because again, are we living a life of intention? Are we doing things with purpose? Or are we just out here just doing shit out here motherfucking winging it are you y'all know my favorite question are you being helpful or impactful and that that same concept can be transferred into your sexual relationships casual or non-casual so let's talk about the different types of intimacy well let's go ahead and, and start with the one that everyone thinks of when they think of the word intimacy let's talk about sexual intimacy Sexual intimacy is just that. It is sex. It is being able to be intimate with someone in a sexual manner. And are y'all on the same page when it comes to um, sex? Do y'all share the same definition of what sex actually is? And this is a big question because a lot of people have this this very um, black and white penis goes into vagina idea of sex and that's just not true sex is many things oral sex is sex anal sex is sex it says it right there in the name right but there's still a lot of people that don't share the same definition of sex so are y'all on the same page of what sex is and is not do you all have sexual chemistry and if so how do you communicate that with one another how do you communicate pleasure do you discuss what pleasure is Have y'all had the conversation about what is and is not pleasurable to you so that you can reshape your sexual or individualize your sexual experiences with this person or people? Here's a really good question to think about um, when you're thinking about sexual intimacy with a partner or partners. Are you having conversations about how you as a couple or you as two consenting adults, how will you handle mismatch desire or mismatch libidos within your relationship meaning if one partner or multiple whatever one partner is desiring sex more frequently than the other partner how do you handle that and are y'all in agreement on how to overcome that obstacle or overcome that hurdle All right, so let's talk about physical intimacy. Physical intimacy is all the other little acts of closeness that doesn't involve actual sex. So it's kissing, it's it's holding hands, it's it's some form of, it's cuddling, right? Who doesn't love a cutesy little warm and snuggly 
cuddle fest. At the beginning of this episode, I talked about, you know, my sex positive celibacy slash abstinence journey and how I'm learning that a lot of times what I have ended up doing is satisfying sexual intimacy when I only really wanted to satisfy physical intimacy because I had this this crazy body hunger and typically when we like oh I just want to I want to feel something I want to feel someone we automatically our brain it's almost like our brains are trained to think oh I want touch therefore I want sex that's not the case you could just want to hold hands with someone you could just want to cuddle with someone and that's the stage that I found myself in that you know I have a pretty healthy sexual appetite but for personal reasons, I'm deciding not really to, to entertain um, suttas in that area of my life. But I still want cuddles. I still want to walk around and hold someone's hand. I still want kisses. I still want somebody to kiss my forehead. Like, I still want things like that. So when you're thinking about physical intimacy, it's how do you satisfy the, the hunger, the skin hunger, the, the touch hunger. I value all of the types of intimacy that we're going to cover today, but physical intimacy by far is probably within my top three. Physical intimacy. I love being physical with someone. I love rubbing my partner's head. I love that. There's this thing that I love. I don't know what it is about my partner's arms or when I have a partner, because I don't have one now. When I have a partner, my partner's arms, like if we're just really cuddled up, just really um, caressing their arm with the tips of my finger, like that feels good to me. Obviously, I do all these things with consent, you know, hey, do you mind if I, but it feels so good. And for me, that experience is far more decadent, if I can say that. It is it's far more rich, far more intoxicating than just the physicality of the sexual intimacy. Like I can be satisfied just with a cuddle session. It's pleasurable to me. And throughout this podcast, I want you all to really start ranking these um, one through however many we're gonna go through today. Just to start ranking them for yourself and start to think about ways that you can enhance them for yourself and with partners. All right, so the next one that I want to touch on is spiritual intimacy. How do you and your partners connect on a spiritual level? And I think the easiest of of ways is when we're talking about religion or lack of of a structured religion. Um, I am one who believes that you don't have to have the exact same religious beliefs as your partner. It does make things easier. But you don't have to have the same spiritual practices or beliefs. But are they linear? Are they close enough? Are you all able, or more importantly, are you all able to honor one another's uniqueness when it comes to spiritual practices? And if they're, they are separate, if they're not the same, how do you find some level of spiritual connectedness with your partner? For some people, this may be, um, do you pray together? Do y'all carve out time to pray together if you pray? Do you meditate together if that's your thing? 
do you read whatever spiritual doctrine together do you how do you connect on a spiritual level do you follow astrology do you read one another's tarot cards do you pray to your ancestors or talk to your ancestors do you how do you find a commonality or some ritual within your relationship that connects you on a spiritual level well what if you are a couple who doesn't really have a spiritual practice or the the concept of spirituality just isn't your thing do you find how do you connect to one another on a wellness end of things enrichment and growth that could that could fall here as well how invested are you in the growth of yourself and your partner how invested are you in that how do you support the overall growth of your relationship but separate from that the growth of yourself and your partner how do you prioritize that the next one I want to talk about is intellectual intimacy and this is are you and your partner on the same mental wavelength do y'all have a similar mindset when it comes to to life are you able to have deep conversations about just about anything and it doesn't feel forced it just has a very natural flow to it so i want you to think about in your relationships or when you're thinking about getting into a relationship what is your plan what is how do you nurture intellectual intimacy how do you nurture or cultivate that mental connectedness all right next let's talk about financial intimacy are you and your partner on the same page when it comes to financial decision making um one of the top five reasons for divorce is financial incompatibility y'all are not on the same page about how to spend when to spend what to spend on the concept of or your concept of being financially responsible has to be similar if not identical to your partner in order for this you in order for you all to be able to successfully cultivate financial intimacy it's very difficult not impossible but very difficult for someone who has a very relaxed money mindset or someone who has no problem spending uh, an abundance of money on things whether or whether or not they can afford it i hope y'all caught that that's a very positive way of saying that someone might be an overspender um it is it's very difficult for an overspender to be connected with or cultivate intimacy with someone who is very frugal this is where communication comes in. This is where actually sitting down together making some really hard decisions about what money is, what money is, uh what money management is and come to some understanding about what that means for your relationship. I also think conversations around who takes care of what lands here. You know, there's so many so many conversations around, you know, oh, men or the masculine individual in the relationship uh should be responsible for taking care of all the bills if you have a more binary or traditional sense of relationships, right? 
um, that person takes care of all the bills while the the more feminine individual in the relationships, again, if you have a very binary mindset when it comes to relationships, um, that person just takes care of the household, like household management. Um, I think that conversation lies here because what if the quote unquote breadwinner of the family, something happens and for whatever reason, they're, they are unable to provide enough to take care or sustain the household. What's your plan? What is your financial plan at that point? Like having really deep conversations about money and sustainability within your relationship. Next is social slash recreational intimacy. Are you and your partner able to have fun together? And how do you cultivate that? What does it look like? Do you all actually enjoy spending time together, doing things together? This is where you're, if, if you like the idea or the concept of date night, this is where date night would, would align, would come into play. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and the idea of how do you spend your holidays with your partner came to mind when I thought of social recreational intimacy. Are you all on the same page about how festive? Now, everybody that knows me knows I love a good holiday. I love um, holiday time from Halloween all the way to New Year's Day. I absolutely, absolutely love festive times. I would not fare well with a partner, and I've attempted this. I do not fare well with partners who don't share my love of, of the festivities, right? I like to go to Christmas plays. I like to do all of the Halloween things for personal slash family reasons. I'm not really um, that connected to Thanksgiving, but um, my son and I, we will do little indigenous people day where I teach him about different tribes. So either way, either way, I celebrate, but I just celebrate my own different way. Well, having a partner who supports or understands or wants to do these things has a tremendous impact on the success of our overall relationship because that's something that we get to do and share together and hopefully have fun with it. So finally, let's talk about the big daddy, emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy has everything to do with creating safe spaces. Y'all know I love to create a safe space. Creating safe spaces for you and your partner to express and experience emotion. This is where vulnerability, all of these require a level of vulnerability, but the emotional intimacy seems to be the most scary for people because this a lot of times require that we put a mirror to our face and be able to understand what's happening for ourselves emotionally in order for us to communicate that to our partner. But first we have to feel safe in order to do that. So are you creating a safe space to receive the fullness of your partner's emotion? Do you feel safe giving your partner the fullness of your emotion. 
So lastly, we have experiential intimacy. And this is the one that gets a lot of people in a trick bag. Experiential intimacy is the intimacy cultivated through commonality. Do you have common experiences that you all come together to discuss and experience? The concept of work wife, work husband sits here. If you think about it, many people spend more time at work than they do at home. So their experiences on the job creates a level of connectedness with their um, colleagues that sometimes can bleed over into um, a relationship. Well, for the couple, how do you create or cultivate experiential intimacy within the home if you all don't work in the same field or work in the same space? Even if you don't work together, you are able to create a space within, within the, the comforts of your home or comforts of wherever you are to actually experience and hear your partner talk about their experiences at work or wherever they spend the most time and actually be invested in what's happening with them in these spaces. Now, I'm saying or using the example of work because for me, that's the most forward facing when you're talking about experiential intimacy, but it, it also means hobbies. It means businesses. It means side businesses. I love talking business with suitors, partners, potential partners, what have you. I absolutely love the, the feel of helping to support someone make their dreams come a reality, helping someone build something that's so very important to them and motivating them in that. I don't care if your business is selling paper, selling fucking water out of the faucet. I don't care. I just love the act of supporting and nurturing your dreams and goals alongside you in whatever capacity. I think that is the sexiest shit in the entire fucking world. So yeah, there you have it. Those are all the different types of intimacy that I would love for you all to be mindful of as you are within your relationship journeys, no matter where you are, just be mindful of ways to cultivate this for you. And it is individualized. How I cultivate emotional intimacy will look different for you. So I want you just to sit with the information that you received today and just start to think about how can I cultivate these different types of intimacy in my relationship? What's my end goal? right? How can I communicate my desire to cultivate intimacy in these different areas to my partner or partners? All right, cool beans. Well, I thank you so much for rocking with me for yet another episode of Say It To Me Nice. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Send me a DM on Instagram at Say It To Me Nice Podcast. Hit me up on Twitter at Say It To Me Nice Podcast. If you are feeling generous, go ahead and hit a five-star rating for your girl on Apple Podcasts and leave me a glowing review. All right, peace.